Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we witness the harsh realization that one's own mother is an entitled parent. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the unreasonable one for wanting to use my car when I'm home from business trips? I will say that I don't think my mom's entitled, but rather she had entitled moments. I travel for work, gone weeks to months at a time. I have a car but leave it with my mom because she doesn't have one and told her she could use it. Side note, she lives with my dad, they're separated, and her two grandkids which she cares for. I pay the car note and insurance. Whenever I come home, I use that time to get things done like doctor's appointments, dentist, hair, stuff like that. I always do my best to let my mom know my schedule and appointments, so here's what happened. Day 2 home. I had no appointments, just wanted to go to the gym. My mom told me she had to take my niece to a club during the time I'd planned for the gym. That's fine, I understood, so I just went to the gym later. Day 3. Had a doctor's appointment along with a tax appointment. Plans were to go to the gym, go to the doctors, and then taxes. I told my mom about my plans, except for the tax thing because that was new and I got my appointment the day before. As I'm leaving for the gym, my mom asks if I can drop her off so she can get some blood work done. A little miffed because it was a bit out of my way, but whatever. I assumed she was going to walk back because the place is within walking distance of the house. As I drop her off, she asks if I can pick her up. When I get her, turns out the place was too busy, didn't have an appointment. She asked what I was doing the next day, which I told her I had a hair appointment. She knew this as I've told her before I got home and when I get home. Now she's mad because I need my car to get my stuff done and she can't find a time to get her blood work done. This seems to happen often when I come home where I have to accommodate around her schedule despite the fact that it's my car and I plan things out in advance and let her know. She ends up getting frustrated and mad which makes me upset too. Seriously, I'm wondering if I'm the unreasonable one in this situation. Honestly, I'm kind of baffled. Your mom is the one acting like the child in this relationship. And if it's true, like OP said, that the place they're going to get blood work done is within walking distance, I think OP needs to put their foot down and say, get to stepping. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? Our next story is, need advice, entitled boomer parents. This is kind of embarrassing that I need advice about my parents at 35 years of age, but here goes. I'm actually really close to my mom, and they've always taken care of me, paid for college, helped put a down payment on my first car. I can't fault them for wanting the best for me, but I can't help but feel like they're trying to dictate where I live. My husband and I are from the Minnesota, Wisconsin area, and we moved to Arizona back in 2009 for my husband's job. Now that we need to get a bigger house, we figured it's a good time to move back home. During these 14 years, we saw our families about once a year, it got worse with COVID. In the last 4 years, we've seen our family twice. My parents never liked the fact that we came out to Arizona and being close with each other and not seeing each other much put a strain on our relationship. 
My mom just turned 71 and has lived in the same boring butt town I was born and raised in. I was looking for houses in Minnesota in the southern suburbs, and I could tell they didn't like that from the way they reacted when I told them, but they didn't say anything. The next day, my stepdad calls and told me how Lakeville and other surrounding suburbs are too far away. An hour and a half isn't going to work for my 71-year-old mother, how the 35W highway is where rush hour traffic is and would be a pain to live by, then tells me to look at places along the Minnesota-Wisconsin border like Hastings or Hudson. I would like to buy a house that my husband and I are happy with, and we don't have a specific area in mind, so now my area of searching just got smaller. Told my husband this, and he acts like a child saying he just won't buy a house up there, they're not paying for the house, which is true but I honestly don't know how to tell them to literally back off without putting more strain on the relationship. I mean, they have the POA stuff all ready for me since they want me to make their decisions when they can't. My older sister is unreliable. This is going to end up in a fight and I'm too scared to tell them off. Am I being unreasonable or are they just trying to control my life? I feel like the rope in a tug of war match between my boomer parents and husband. I think honestly, this is one of those situations where you might want to get a house that's an hour away, because if that's how they're treating you now, I wouldn't want to live too close to them where they can come over or expect you to come over there willy-nilly whenever they want. Our next story is Mum's Entitled Boyfriend's Previous Antics. After all the support I got from the last two posts, I've decided to go into more detail to some of his previous antics. Let's start at the very beginning. When I was around 6, he moved in with us. Mom didn't know him for more than 3 months at this time. I was young and stupid. I'm still stupid, just less young. And I was upset about some homework. My memory is rather fuzzy here, as this did happen almost a decade ago, and my memory's quickly deteriorating. It eventually ended with my mom's boyfriend throwing me in the closet under the stairs and locking me in there, threatening to beat my butt until it was black and blue. I remind you that I was six. There was no light in that closet, and I was still afraid of the dark, so I was absolutely terrified. I don't remember how long I was in there, but I would say around an hour. Eventually, mom said that was enough and let me out, but that moment is when I decided that I disliked him. Another time, when I was around 10, mom's boyfriend essentially locked me in my room for a month. I was allowed out three times a day for meals. There was absolutely nothing to do in my room. No toys, no books, nothing. I managed to steal some of my sister's books and toys, but when he found them, he made us watch as he burned the books and melted the toys. I'm afraid I can't remember what I did to make him punish me, but I don't think the punishment warranted that. Something that he's done more recently within the past two years is joked about how he could kick me, my sister, and my mom out with zero legal repercussions. I think that's what that word means. He wouldn't kick out my mom, but me? The day I turn 18, they're kicking me out. He's already confirmed this. He doesn't just bully me too. He bullies my sister for not being able to read despite being 15. She has learning disabilities and isn't mentally her age. I've tried my best to protect her, but these days, I have to protect myself. And then there's his narcissism. He believes that he's the only person at his job that is intelligent and that everyone else is incompetent oxygen thieves. How ironic. He makes jokes about me having no brain when I ask him something. Look it up, he says. 
To his knowledge, I have zero access to the internet. Now, of course I do, as I'm posting here on Reddit, but I digress. He also loves saying, I've already told you, if you didn't pay attention the first time, that's your fault. Even if I asked that same question like three years ago. I've made a promise to myself to ruin his life once I'm financially independent and can go no contact with my family. Either he's going to prison, going to lose his job, or will be publicly shamed. Just wanted to talk a bit more about his antics. Yeah, there's uh, not just one, but multiple things here that this guy did to you as a child that I think can very easily have you growing up in a situation where you need some kind of therapy, locking you in the closet in the dark for an hour when you're six years old, keeping you locked up in your room with literally no form of mental stimulation, burning books and toys right in front of you? This dude is sadistic. It's like the school you-know-what-er grew up and became a parent. This next story is, Entitled Mom Becomes Enraged Over Another Kid? I volunteer at this place and recently helped out with an education thingy. Parents and kids of all ages would come to this little workshop for the day and would learn some artistic things. One of the kids is not happy to be there. He's with his mom and little brother. He refuses to do anything. Keeps saying, No, I want to go home. Go away. At first I just thought, Typical 12 to 13 year old boy. There's another family there, a mom entitled mother, and her two kids who are around the same age as the other boy. The rest of the children are a fair bit younger. Entitled mother knows this other boy, her son is friends with him, so she tries to encourage him to engage a bit, to the point she's ignoring her own kids when they're trying to show her their work. Over an hour into this boy refusing to work, making rude comments and basically wanting to leave, the person running the workshop asks to talk with him and his mother. They all come to the conclusion that he would be happier at home and that they can organize another session better suited for him later on. His mom returns to the workshop to be with her other son. Upon hearing the news that this boy has gone home, Entitled Mother starts kicking off at the person running it, accusing them of kicking a child out due to his additional needs. This workshop is inclusive of all needs, that's the point of it. I personally feel they were inclusive of his needs because they let him leave. It was stressing him out, he wasn't happy, he wanted to go home. And they organized a session that's better suited for him on a later date and a better day for him. Also, his own mother agreed, so I have no clue why this other lady was butting into his defense. She's screaming and yelling in front of the children and forces her kids to leave with her. They didn't want to leave and were having a great time. The boy who left? His mom has just stood there, fully shocked, trying to explain that it's okay. Oh, and we got the classic line that she's calling the manager. My theory is that she thinks she has this special connection with him where she's the only one who can get through to him and get him to completely turn around and enjoy his day. Since she was more focused on what he was doing and not her own kids, but with him going home, she can't do that. She also complained about my mate the day before for not working through her unpaid lunch break. I mean, at some point, I think it actually becomes good for some malicious compliance here and actually getting the manager and reporting her weird behavior. I mean, in a situation like that, I think it kind of should be reported because it seems weird when a parent seems to be hyper fixated on somebody else's kid like that. This next story is how to live life with an entitled mother. I wanted to come on here because I'm very much struggling with an issue about my mother. For context, I'm 18 year old female. My mother has always been emotionally abusive. She's been through a lot of crap and was abused by my dad, so I understand. 
but it has ruined my life. She manipulates and uses me and gaslights me at every chance. She's always the victim. She's also homophobic and I'm a lesbian, so that's not great. The only contradicting thing is, I love her. I know it sounds crazy, but with all the bad, there was so much good. My dad never raised me and she raised me well. She's my biggest advocate for my many health issues and pays for the majority of my stuff. And when she's in a good mood, we're good friends. Very close. She never fails to remind me of all of this, of course. My last straw was two months ago. I was already considering cutting her off and then I was in a school you know whating. I told her on the way home from school I was going to stop at my dad's and hug my little sister. His house is on the way to her house. I figured she would want to spend the most time with me so I planned this out. Anyways, she flipped her lid, freaking out and at one point said, you'll never understand grief like this. Which absolutely baffled me because my school got you know what up not 12 hours prior and I didn't know if everyone I knew was alive or dead and I didn't even think I would survive. So I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. Everyone who even hears my mother talk to me the way she does gets disgusted. I always knew her behavior was a bit too much, but I didn't realize how horrible it was. Probably because she made me feel like I deserved it. It's still hard for me to think I don't. My biggest question is how can I remove her from my life while still having contact? She's extremely controlling. I could never even go to my dad's house down the street or she would call the cops. When I do anything she doesn't like, the gaslighting and victimization starts. Everyone's telling me to leave, but I don't think it's possible, and she told me that if I wasn't in her life, she would end things. I don't want that. I don't want to ruin her life. I don't want to have to call the cops on her when she starts stealing my crap and controlling me because she will most certainly get arrested. I just need to have some control and go low contact. I can't even begin to understand how to start. I'm currently in uni but it ends in two weeks and I'm terrified to go back to her for a whole summer. This is the only time I felt somewhat free because she's still managing to control me from an hour away and it's exactly what my mental health needs. How do I do what's best for myself without breaking her heart? I don't really think OP's genuinely breaking her heart. I think this is all just a manipulation tactic to make you feel bad enough to give in to her wants and desires. Even if it does break her heart, OP understands how important it is for them to have that space. It's either you continue to please her and give in to her wants and needs, or you make yourself the priority and not put up with her childish antics. Put your foot down and then if she tries to say something concerning, immediately call the cops and do a wellness check. Do what you can to support them while also maintaining that healthy boundary. Our next story is... Narcissistic mother didn't show up to my gender reveal party. Ranting because I'm hurting and angry. My mom has been in a mental, sexual, and physically abusive relationship for 15 years with a man who has a wife. The mental abuse is out of this world, and in my heart I know that not only is my mom a narcissist, but she is very, very mentally ill and brainwashed. We've had our moments of very low to no contact, and a couple of months of no contact. Now I'm pregnant and I was totally hoping that her first grandbaby might wake her up and change her behavior, but unfortunately that was a stupid thing to hope for. Six years ago, her jerk canoe BF had her so upset and hysterical that she wound up in the mental hospital for a week. At that time, I was done with his BS and found very disturbing videos on my mom's iPad which consisted of her peeing her pants in public. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In videotaping herself, placing soda cans in private places, sticking binder clips to her private parts with weights, etc. I was hysterical and scared my mom was doing these things to herself, so I told his wife about my mom and him and the abuse. His wife is clearly also mentally ill because she didn't believe me even though I had a plethora of evidence and she took him back. After getting out of the mental hospital, my mom ran right back to him and wouldn't talk to me for months because of what I had done to him, meaning telling his wife he's a POS. Well, for six years, this man has forbid my mom from talking to me. Five and a half years ago, after six months of no contact, she came back and wanted to be in my life again, but it had to be a secret from her boyfriend. Fast forward to now, when my mom found out I was pregnant, she told him that she was going to talk to me again and that he can't keep her away from her grandchild. Well, all of a sudden, he started demanding pictures of me via text from my mom, wanted me to write him a written apology for all the drama I caused six years ago, told my mom she would be forbidden from seeing me until these things happened, etc., He told my mom that he would decide where and when she could see me and that everything would have to be under his terms. It's ridiculous and I told her I wasn't writing him an apology and wasn't comfortable with him having pictures of me. Mind you, I've met this man maybe four times in 15 years. He doesn't know me. Well, today was my gender reveal party and I was so excited. I was excited for both my parents to find out what baby it is as this is their first grandbaby. My mom told me she was coming and she's known about the party for months. She called me an hour before the party crying, saying her cat was sick and she had to take it to the vet so she would be late. She said she would keep me posted. She never kept me posted and didn't show up. She called me five hours after the party and I didn't answer. She called me three more times. I texted her and told her I'd call her tomorrow and she replied back that she knows I'm upset with her. She's been crying all day and that she wishes she was gone. She told my aunt that I was ignoring her after everything she's done for me and threw herself a pity party and started reflecting blame on me. I'm hurt and angry. I'm her daughter and I feel like she's totally not showing up for me. She always picks this abusive jerk over me and I don't understand why. I want to cut her off but it's going to cause so much drama while I'm pregnant and I don't think I can emotionally handle that right now. But I also can't emotionally deal with her. I'm so mad and hurt. Rant over. Sorry for the novel. Honestly, it might just be a kind of situation where you have to identify that she's too far gone and kind of just distance yourself. 
I mean, it sucks because it, in a way it kind of feels like you're abandoning them because, I mean, you're probably the one good thing they really have. Their boyfriend obviously is treating them terribly. You don't want to feel like you're just giving up on them. But at some point enough is enough, right? Especially when it starts involving your child's safety and sanity. This next story is update. I saw my father and stepmother for the first time since she attacked my child. I didn't plan on updating again before the wedding, but something pretty huge happened. The good news is we got the restraining order. The bad news is me and Jane had to see both stepmother and my father at the court hearing. This was our first time seeing them since we kicked them out of our house over a month ago, and neither of us were looking forward to it. We left the kids with Jane's brother and sister-in-law, so at least Luke didn't have to see them. The hearing itself went a lot quicker than I expected. I'll give credit where it's due. My father was, at the very least, smart enough to understand that there was no way they were winning this. There was a lot of evidence against them. Not only did we have nanny cam footage and Luke's pictures and medical record, but my sister had also gathered every text and email stepmother had sent her and the family about what happened. And stepmother hates speaking on the phone, so there were a lot of those. They didn't even bother to get an attorney for the hearing. The judge granted us a protection order against stepmother. She's not allowed within 500 feet of us or our property anymore. We're changing all of our locks this week and I'm thinking about changing my phone number as well. I have to admit, the moment we left the courthouse was the safest I'd felt since this whole ordeal started. Jane was close to tearing up with joy when we got to the car. We picked up the kids and went to McDonald's with brother-in-law and his family to celebrate. Hours later, my father called me. The order doesn't extend to him, so he can still do that. Jane and the kids were in bed, so I answered. I didn't expect him to change his mind and apologize all of a sudden, but decided to give him one last chance. He tried to start some awkward small talk, but I told him to get to the point. He asked me if the order was truly necessary. I stated very clearly that stepmother was never coming near Jane or my children again, and that I was glad I had a restraining order to formalize that. Every excuse he had for stepmother was pretty easy to shut down. But she only hit him once. Yep, and that's enough for me. The kids need their grandma. She's not their grandma. Mom is. She's my wife. You need to respect her. She attacked Luke. She disrespected my family in my own house. I don't owe her anything, least of all my respect. He then went on a rant about family, how much of a godsend stepmother was and everything she'd done for me and my sister since she came into our lives. I replied by listing every time I could remember about her lying, overstepping a boundary, or acting unhinged around me, my family, or my sister. I brought up both my adult life and my youth. Examples included her attempts to hijack most of our milestones, recently our wedding plans, our son's birth, Jane's baby shower, and my sister's college graduation, her obsession with the idea of a perfect family, and her disgusting attitude towards Luke. I also made sure to mention her habits of going through mine and my sister's stuff when we were younger. It's trivial compared to everything else, but this behavior went on until my sister moved out of their house only three months ago. We're pretty sure she found out about Jane's wedding dress appointments by reading my sister's planner while she wasn't home, for instance. Some of the memories I mentioned are long and hard to explain, but they did cement the fact that stepmother means nothing to me. He tried to go with the whole, she doesn't feel included excuse again, but I shut him up. 
I said he'd had the opportunity to protect his grandchildren, but he had chosen his monster of a wife instead, and that's enough for me to want nothing to do with him. I hung up without saying goodbye. My sister told me he called her afterwards, and she told him she was going no contact with him as well. I think we're both starting to accept our father won't change. It sucks, but he's made his priorities clear, and his children and grandkids aren't among them. For now, that's it. Now that they're fresh in my mind, I'm thinking about sharing some of the stories I reminded my father of, but that's going to take a while. Until then, as always, best wishes to all of you. This is just crazy and also sad that there is this partner who attacked OP's children and their own father is still trying to look past it and mend things. Like as if that's something that's easily fixable. I mean, I get why they want it to work out. Nobody wants to be on bad terms like that. You want to have a relationship with your kids and grandkids. But this is kind of a situation where you're picking sides pretty clearly. Our next story is Mild Entitled Parent Encounter in CVS. I went to CVS, but the drive-thru was closed. So I went in. Guess who I see? An Entitled Karen. She was arguing with some lady about how she cut her in line or something, and it was pretty darn annoying. But I was in line, so I kept my mouth shut. She was on the phone with one of her little friends, or maybe one of her sons, who knows. She was saying something dumb about how the lady only cut her because she's black, and the other lady was just looking at us. I'm gonna do L1 for the Karen and L2 for the lady that supposedly cut her from now on. L1 started yelling at the lady in front of me for laughing, then she started making fun of her clothes. This is when I spoke up and said something along the lines of, I know you're not talking with your Crocs, inappropriate t-shirt, and nothing but underwear. And she started yelling some BS at my way about how I was a pervert for saying what she's wearing. She started complaining about the example this would put on for her kids or something. Her kids were all the way in the other end of the store getting yelled at by an employee for knocking everything over. Then Lady One screamed something into the phone and started calling the city we were in a crackhead place. Like seriously? She was in the crackhead place she was talking about. She said only crackheads go here. So what does that say about her? I burst out laughing when she said that and I remember exactly what she said. Stop corrupting my precious black babies with your ugly white culture and crack. Like what the freak? I forget who but then someone called the police and they pulled up. It was probably an employee. We're in a CVS remember? But yeah, they come in and ask what's going on, and Lady 2, remember her, says that Lady 1 was screaming at her for no reason. She was in line first, and that she's just a busybody Karen in general. Lady 1 does the stupidest thing anyone could have done at that moment and charges at Lady 2 in front of a cop. Who does that? She got arrested pretty quick, and that's how the story ends. Sorry it wasn't as interesting as most of the Karens here. Well, as long as you don't have anywhere to be or anywhere to go right away, you kind of got like a free show there. Especially if you're somebody that doesn't take anything that somebody like that says to heart. Honestly, it's kind of funny considering how it all worked out. Our next story is, I'm beginning to think my mom is a Karen. So, for some backstory that started the most recent event, we had a horrible ice storm and everyone lost power and Wi-Fi, in which my mom said the F-slur and T-slur to me because... I'm allowed to because I'm not gay, as well as told me that she'd be happier if I was never born. A few days after that, my family went on a nice trip to one of the local cities, and when we came home, we still had no power. And my mom got drunk and told my dad she wanted to leave him and then yelled at me. Now, to what happened, 
So my dad called my mom out for what she says and how she pushes her stress on me and my dad. My mom had a fit and now is all pissy that she was called out for how selfish she is. So I'm not sure what to do about this. Yeah, so that's not even like entitled parent. That's not like a Karen. That is just a straight up awful abusive type parent and partner. I mean, the way they're acting, maybe it's for the best that she has her way and leaves. I don't know how OP feels about the situation, but I hope it works out for them in whatever way OP needs it to. Our next story is, does anyone else hate traveling with narcissist parents? 34 year old female traveling abroad for two weeks with my mom and she's just absolutely getting to me. Hasn't liked any hotel or decision I've made, literally has a Karen attitude with every hotel manager and gets annoyed when I don't get angry but try to come from kindness when dealing with room issues. Hates me driving but doesn't want to drive. Update 1. So we had an extra night and I booked another night in a hotel I'd set up in a city in the country we're traveling in. Now she's upset because I did this without consulting her first and she feels she was left out of the decision making. But I don't understand because I've literally booked the entire trip each day in each town and she didn't seem to care then. 100% if she's going to nag and complain here, you gotta just turn this back around on her. If she complains about your driving while you're driving, immediately pull over, don't tolerate it, say okay, you drive then. Just completely flip this whole negative Nancy behavior around on her. This next story is, entitled egg donor claims medical professionals are all against her. Since my last post had initially just been expressing my experiences with my egg donor, thank you to a redditor who was in the right stating that she has no right to even be called a mother, this memory just popped into my head and I figured I'd share it here. During the first few months of living together, I tried to get to know her and sperm donor and more details at least on both health histories. She always hated whenever I brought it up, but answered my questions. Not sure if they were true or not, 99% sure she lied through a lot of it. Whenever I would question if anyone else in the family had the same issues I did, for example, severe scoliosis, which was corrected back in 2001 by surgery, diabetes, asthma, and so on. She apologized for the asthma bit since she did admit to smoking while pregnant with me, but everything else she claimed is false and not her fault. And if anyone was to blame, it was the sperm donor, but she doubted that since he was quote-unquote healthy. She was surprised that I had to be placed in emergency surgery at such a young age for scoliosis when my grandpa confirmed it was true and that it happened. She started to blame him and my mother for letting me suck on my toes when I was a baby. I got super angry and told her I didn't even have the capacity to reach my toes even as a baby, which was the first sign. I guess having an Air Force background granted her professional experience in the medical field as well. She even disputed the fact that when I was born, I had cocaine and alcohol in my body. She believed it was all a conspiracy theory that she had people against her or something, and that somehow the lab results were faked. Yeah, okay. This is the same woman who had all of her children removed from her custody since birth. She only changed way later in life with her last born, and even then, personality-wise, not much improvement there till she died. I'm sorry for bringing her up so much. This is the last post unless people want to hear more. I just held this in for many years and was told to keep hush about it. But now that she's gone, I feel like I'm free to do as I wish. Honestly, I think what matters most here is if it's therapeutic or helpful in any way for OP to talk about these things or share these things. 
I think that alone should be a motivating factor on whether or not they want to share more. Honestly, to me, it seems like she was probably just ashamed of the truth, and rather than own up and apologize for it, they'd rather try to deny it and blame it on conspiracy theories. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.